Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Player One podcast. I'm your host, Squid, and I'm here with Kyle Parton, aka Cut Rugs, aka Young Earthy, aka Cut Rugs, not Drugs. What's up with the <laughs> name, man? I want to know. Uh so the name, uh first time I really heard it was like at my first festival. Um I was uh I wasn't sober at one part and I was just I was just like dancing in the grass. I was like sliding my feet like back and forth like this, just in the grass and like dancing. There's no music even playing. And they're all like, oh, look at that boy cutting a rug over there. And then like, you know, they, they like, it was a couple people that called me a little rug cutter. And then, and I was already DJing. I was just using my, uh, just my name, Kyle Parton for a long time. So I wasn't sure what to do. And uh, eventually one of my friends at a Zed's Dead show, like back in 2012 or something like that, 2013 maybe. And uh, he's like, yo, you should just go buy cut rugs. Or he said, uh, he said, you should go buy came, came to cut rugs. I'm like, yeah, that's too long of a name. So I just did cut rugs. And then, uh, and then young earthy started kind of as a joke as a young girthy. Like we were just trying to make like the worst <laughs> names ever. It'd be like young Zoloft or, little ambien or <laughs> why, sure. why didn't those make the cut what the, what yeah. the hell man <laughs> you know uh because i don't have a prescription to any of those so like my parents would be like are you taking ambien sleep medicine and i'd be like uh no but young earthy you know it sounds like it could be legit you know and, <laughs> but it, it started off as a joke and then the next day i woke up and i was like you know i'm gonna secure that name really quick and then that's kind of like the uh, project for um for the music that i like to make the most you know, young earthiest. Yeah. The okay. cut rugs music that I make is more so like me trying to flex on like, this is what I can do with sound. This is what I can do with sound. Like, you know, showing off and uh young earthy is more so like big part of my soul. And like, you know, it's mostly just, um, and it's just a big part of like, uh, it, it's just music that means something to me or music that I would want to listen to frequently. Right. And I mean, I was going to ask you because of the fact that, your cut rugs uh, alias has more of a following than young earthy. So I was going to ask where that, that disconnect is because usually people start a side project when they, like you said, have something that is very inspiring or very like you're more centered in making that sort of music. Um, so I was yeah. going to ask you if like trap had like an effect on you wanting to, to make music. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, also, also a lot of the Young Earthy stuff came about because of copyright laws. Um, you know, I, I did two years of entertainment law in school and, um, and I, you know, they definitely scared the uh, life out of me about copyright laws. So, you know, if the Young Earthy project got sacked for copywriting, it wouldn't be the death of me. But if the Cut Rugs one happened, that'd be a lot more time that I've invested in that and like a bigger following and that could actually do some damage to my career. Um, but yeah, I think I, you know, I don't really actively push the Young Earthy stuff and I release much less music on it. Um, to be honest, the whole sound, I've got probably 30 um, Young Earthy songs that I've never released and like collabs like Kirby Bright. Um, got a ton of collabs with Kirby Bright uh, on that project. And it's like usually really experimental stuff, really weird stuff. Um, a lot of sad boy music on there too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got that vibe because not only is there like, you know, trap music in there, there's also like a beat tape sort of aspect to it where yeah. it's just just beats. And I love that. Yeah. And also I've been making a, recently I've been doing a lot of beats for uh, for vocalists. Like I got a rapper named Musashi Zero. Um, phenomenal rapper. Me and him have, I think, about eight or nine songs done at this point or seven or oh, eight wow. songs. 
And um, they're like pretty much finished. All of them need to be mixed and mastered. Um, really cool, like punk rap stuff. Um, I'm also working with another vocalist, kind of doing some pop stuff. Um, and her name's Trinity Justice. And I uh, just got a master back from the Whittler on that. So very cool. Um, very cool. Yeah. Do you think that you're going to start trying to shift your attention more to that alias than you are cut rugs? Um, I don't believe so. I mean, the, I, I think I'm kind of torn on that. Honestly, I don't know whether I want to start releasing everything as, uh, as like cut rug, like the more main, I don't know. I, I'm kind of doing stuff that has more mainstream appeal to it. But I'm also still doing the really weird psychedelic bass stuff that I've done with Cutrugs for forever. But I'm uh, just now also doing stuff with mainstream appeal, you know, stuff that has a chance to blow up on a big scale. I'm, I'm tired of being poor. It sucks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, too, it's not just the the money aspect, too. You said it's you know actually something that you want to make, so that there's you know yeah, absolutely the two things that you can knock out right away with with continuing that project that's super cool man yeah i was gonna ask you about like you know your discography in general just because there's so many genres that you've touched and so many sounds that you've touched and that mm -hmm. obviously also carries over to your mixing style like is there i mean aside from what you have a passion for is there something that you have the most fun playing the most fun making yeah. or just something in general that you just enjoy the most i uh, i think i just have the most fun making variety you know i take inspiration from so many different things I love playing drum and bass sets. They're kind of easy a lot of times to play drum and bass, like because I'm in Ableton really? whenever I perform. And drum and bass in Ableton can be very easy. It can be very easy. Sometimes not. Um, halftime is really fun to play. I just can't do uh, aggressive bass music for hours on end. That's my only issue. And, um, you know, aggressive bass music is just a little bit too much. Um, I like. Um, uh, I don't know. I like to do a lot of house music and stuff like that too. Um, like it's fun to play house. It, I don't know. It just depends. It just depends. Um, my mixing style is really all over the place though. I just like to curate like a cool journey and showcase the music that I like. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, um, I find that when listening to your music, I don't know what's going to come next, but whenever I hear your song in a mix, I know it's your song. So like, huh. it's also really cool that even with, you know, you, you extending this talent to all these different genres, you can still tell when you have your own style about things. And I think that's super cool, man. Dude, that, that's a really good compliment. I used to, I used to take that almost as an insult. Um, Cause I'd be like, like, you know, I thought I used to always think like, Oh man, my songs don't hold up to other people's songs. And that's what they're trying to say. But realistically um, people are just telling me that my stuff sounds different. And like, and I've started to realize that that's like the best thing to do because no one, I haven't heard anyone else like copy my style or I haven't ever heard anyone that makes a song similar to mine. So it makes it hard for me to find tracks to mix mine with. But, um, but you know, I'm, I feel like I'm in my own lane in a lot of ways and it's, it's kind of freeing because then I know I can touch any style I want. And yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I feel free, you know, whereas there's a lot of people who are just making like aggressive halftime, or aggressive drum and bass or aggressive dubstep and they're just kind of in this one lane and they they make great music but they make the same song a hundred times over yeah they feel like they don't want to explore other other uh i guess sounds yeah. in general yeah 
Yeah. And it's a shame that we're seeing that more and more often. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are doing it in a way that they don't want to lose their, their fan base. They care too much about what they've built their project after. And like, there has to be some room for experimentation. Are you finding that there's an issue with you continuing to put out more music with young earthy, or if you were to continue to put out more music with young earthy rather than cut rugs, do you think that, you know, that would be an issue for you or. Yeah, I, I do feel that way. Um, I'm, I'm agonizingly slow about releasing music. I finish a lot of music um, or I, most people would say it's finished. I don't think it is. And that's why I'm painfully slow with releasing music, but I do feel pressure to kind of keep up the coverage project. And it's kind of silly, but I've sold a lot of merch over the years and I don't want to ever feel like the people who purchased my merch or people who have supported the coverage project or you know, friends who have done so much to support that project, I don't want them to feel like, well, damn, he just quit that shit, you know, like it, it sucks. Oh, can I cuss? Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can cuss. Hey, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a children's program. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're adults here. We're adults. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't want to alienate the uh, fans I've named the Cut Rugs by making something not true to the, to the project. And that was another reason to make Young Earthy is to kind of have a true expression of freedom. Because if I want to make, I'm making pop music, a lot of pop music right now. And, you know, and it's, I guarantee if I released it on Kyle Rugg's project, there'd be a lot of people that'd be like, ew, what is this? You know, like the base elitists. And I don't feel I could release that stuff on the Cut Rugs project without alienating some of my fan base. And that, that does bother you. Um, no, I was because say, I have, yeah, because if it's I have something that, that you really want to do, just put it out there, man. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, it, it, it doesn't bother me that I couldn't do it on cut rugs. Not necessarily a little bit, but like, so nominally, you know, it doesn't matter, but, um, but it's nice because I have the extra project, so I can release it on, I can release it. And, you know, but it, yeah, I don't know. I, I do hate some people, Ah oh, man, this is a this is a sorry. This is a bit of a tangent to talk on. There's this stigma like where people hate rhythm because it was dubstep and or it was bro step. Technically, is what everyone fell in love with first. And but before that it was dubstep, and before that it was two K or two step garage. So the thing is, people always hate the thing to change. They hate they they their identity becomes something, and then they feel like their identity is taken away whenever that thing changes. But change is inevitable, and they're like that's wrong. You can't do that. That's not right. So if I were to make like mainstream stuff, you know, people would be like, there would be people feeling upset because, you know, being into my music or liking the music that I make is somewhat taken onto a genre of them. And it becomes, you know, it's, it's their experience too. So they feel like their experience is being taken away from them. And that's a, that, I, like, that's the biggest thing I had. I, you know, I used to clown on kids who made rhythm. I used to clown on rhythm a lot, but I'm coming to understand like, like, I don't, I don't listen to it personally. I don't like it that much. It doesn't appeal to me that much, but I don't actively hate it anymore because, you know, I can't own a genre and I can't tell it to talk, to not change. Right. You know? Right. No, dude, that's, I, and I've seen that so much with rhythm too, because I mean, not only is it a style that's repetitive and people, you know, shit on it for that, but I'm like, you guys have to understand that like most of the genres that made bass music and just electronic music in general where it is right now came from repetitive roots like that's where everything started and it was even mm -hmm. more so repetitive than it is now 
yeah. then especially with rhythm too i mean like there are there are some people that really do it well but there there are bad names out there that are just those copy and paste for the drops and then there's nothing special to it and i think that's mm -hmm. where that that whole stereotype comes from but let yeah. me ask you this because you were saying how like change is inevitable do you think that with dubstep being you know obviously dubstep has multiple scenes but do you think that with that festival dubstep sound like rhythm and bro step, do you think that rhythm is the end of the line for that? Or do you think that rhythm is going to become something and then people are going to start loving rhythm and hating the new thing after that? <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think it's going to be a thing that ages, uh, you know, the people age. I think there's going to be the people who are like the rhythm OGs and they're going to be the snobby ones next who are going to be hating, you know, this next genre that could be called, you know, the uh, butt dubstep or whatever, whatever they want <laughs> yeah, to name right. it, you know? Right, just slap a name in front dubstep. of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, you know, but they're going <clears> to, <throat> they're going to hate the next thing that comes along. And I think they're going to have the cycle of understanding eventually of being like, whoa, okay, wait, I was the same person. But it's, without doubt, it's going to change. I think it's, like, honestly, I think, I think it's going to kind of split into two different paths. I think there's going to be one path that's more like noise or IDM kind of sounds. And there's going to be like, it's going to be not about the drums at all. It's going to be all about just like these crazy sounds on. And I'm actually kind of excited to see that direction happen. And I'm noticing it more and more. I've heard some kids like making this crazy, like goopy, liquidy stuff. And it's like kids with like a hundred followers and they are breaking rhythm and making it into this crazy new genre, but it's still being called rhythm. And then right, I yeah. think there's going to be other stuff where it's going to be like, Rhythm's gonna get heavier and more death steppy sounds. And I don't like that direction. I don't like the <laughs> aggressive. I like the more like crazy sound design. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, um, I want to talk a little bit more about your music. Um, one of the things that really stuck out to me as of as of late, it's not your most recent track that you put out, but um your Lion Witch track. Like, yeah. not only is the the cover art for it amazing, but the <laughs> music video is incredible, man. Like there's so much about that song that seems like every part of, of like your artistic vision came to fruition for that one song. So yeah. I want to know like what it was like, like shooting that music video, choreographing all of that, having flow artists in it. Like, I want to know more about it. So, you know, that song, uh, man, that's a, uh, I, that makes me feel really good that, that's a song you wanted to ask questions about because uh, I I have a session timer on all my projects and it shows me how long I'm actively working in the project. There was over 225 hours, I think, put into just the song, not even the mixing and mastering. But I started the song with just the most bare bones, like sound design. It was just a sound design session. I had a, I don't know if it was a dream or what it was, some experience gave me this idea. I don't recall. It's been a while. Gave me this idea to make these lion growls. And it was partly inspired by a guy named Russ Brooker, who's from the UK. He's got maybe 2000 followers, phenomenal producer, absolutely next level. He doesn't release much. He's pretty silent on socials. He's a absolute genius, very unknown. And I, you know, but he inspired some of my songs and I get a song named Tantra. And, um, so for that, I like just started the sound design, made these like lion growls, these like hybrid lion growls. And, um, and then I wanted to make it like really danceable and just like a really repetitive beat and uh, unchanging beat. And then just like introduce these like growls. And like, I did this effect where I've actually got it panned. So the way that we perceive 
sounding to the left or right of us is by a few is by up to 30 millisecond difference it takes to hit from one ear to the other so you can snap like this it hits this ear and then because of the angle of my thumb it's going to take probably you know 10 15 milliseconds to hit the other ear. and um so i panned i would slow down or speed up the right or left channel so these growls are actually going growl like all over your head and it sounds like there's like multiple lions or like a lion like coming around you um so that's kind of what happened uh with that and then i wanted to create a narrative like a story behind what was happening and um i told uh or there was a uh there's a girl who does asmr like fantasy videos or something like that and like um it's just for like people i guess who are like feeling kind of lonely and just want to feel like appreciated. And so like there's a video where she's like taking care of someone who was lost stranded at sea. I used that, I sampled that, chopped up the vocals and then made kind of a narrative of like, you know, this woman being a witch and like taking care of a lion um, who was hurt in the forest. And um, that's kind of the narrative. And so um, I actually hit her up and her name is Ruby Netherwood. She has like, you know, 100,000 followers on YouTube and stuff like that. Hit her up she gave me full permissions for it she loved the song she was super inspired by it and then um and then for the music video my i had some friends in uh california who um she's a really awesome uh, chore uh choreographer and she she uh, i actually just hit her up and paid her for the video and she was able to connect everything and she's the one that made the choreography for everything but i gave her the idea of the premise of like taking care of a lion and I wanted to do like an interpretive dance and to, you know, the original idea for the song was to kind of appreciate the feminine energy that I have in my life that helps take care of me whenever I'm, you know, down and hurt. And like, I feel like I've got a lot of this masculine energy and like the way I was raised, I feel very pr proposed to not accepting the feminine side of myself. And this song was kind of like me accepting the feminine side of myself and you know accepting the feminine energy that i have in my life from friends from my mother from you know all sorts of aspects of my life and it was me showing appreciation for it and just wanting to it was just a message to myself a lot really and then you know i wanted to have all women involved with that the girl who made the album art is uh she goes by deep faker on instagram um and uh, her name is Meredith. She's incredible. Um, she, uh, she, I wanted her to have like the lion and like a witch and she does amazing art. Uh, uh, the whole team of that did the video, uh, all super badass chicks that are, that are killing it. They're doing cool stuff. And like, I wanted to, uh, just have like a lot of women involved in the project and just to kind of just show appreciation. And, you know, it's, it's nice to show appreciation. That's 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 the gist on that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Oh my god, I love all of that. All of that is so amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, like, and two, I was gonna add on um what I was saying before, like what I mean, what you said about your sound design for that song made sense because I was gonna say there's a certain sense of atmosphere and storytelling, not even with yeah. just the music video. Like if you listen to the song, it's there. And yeah. that's not some that's not something that people can do easily. Like not everybody can make a song that has a story or an atmosphere and just put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's crazy, man. It's great. And I did see on uh, on your band camp with the song, you have this description of, of you know, the perception of the divine feminine and just that idea. Mm -hmm. So that makes so much more sense now. And I love that as a project. That's yeah. such a cool thing, man. Yeah. What's kind of funny is I was like literally 
I started that song in 2017 and that was like, you know, I told my roommate about the intention of it and everything. And uh, I was like, actually like right whenever I was releasing, I was kind of going through a, uh, like a slight breakup thing. And, uh, you know, the girl I was breaking up with was like, how are you going to post that caption right after like we break up and have this big fight? And I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh, like, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, she thought it was like a kind of like a direct attack on her. And I was like, dude, not at all. Like it was like, this is something that's been in the works for years. Like <laughs> since 2017 is when I started that project. And like, cause I have like, I type the date into every file name and everything whenever I uh, start the track, but I don't know. It's yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you wanted to ask about that song. Cause that one's like a, uh, that was a massive uh, project undertaking. And, um, in not having shows around, I didn't get much feedback on it because not like person to person feedback, you know, I get like cool reviews or like someone hit me up and say, Hey, that song's awesome. Or but, comments know, on SoundCloud and saying like, yo, yeah. this is fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but not having shows, you know, I don't interact with anyone anymore. So I dropped it and I was like, man, I hope people liked it. And yeah, it's still just nerve wracking dropping any song realistically. So are you somebody that finds yourself doing that with more of the songs that you put out? Do you ever, do you have any other songs that are kind of like that, you know, idea of finding something about yourself or kind of like having some admittance to like something that you felt for a while and then just expressing it through music? Yeah. Um, a lot of my songs, uh, less cut rug songs, more, um, more so the young earthy stuff. Um, a lot of the super, uh, self-loathing lyrics or song titles of the young earthy stuff is when i'm like you know going through a lot and you know the cut rugs project comes from usually like super psychedelic experiences um and the young earthy project comes from emotional experiences like you know if i'm at a show or if i'm like in my sleep and i hear a crazy sound or if i hear lightning i try and imitate lightning or you know but like um, for the cut rugs project or you know if i just hear something in my head but if i have like emotions that's usually whenever i make the young earthy stuff that's uh, cool man yeah no i love that you pull things from like your everyday life and just make music out of it it's nice to have like an outlet like that that's so cool um all right well kind of sh shifting gears a little bit yeah. i mean this is going to be weird for people that are listening through audio but I can't yeah. help but seeing the two cats you got. You got this, this <laughs> proper cat cam going, man. Who are these two? <laughs> yeah, uh, the black and white one is Theo. He's the OG little baby. And then next to him is his girlfriend. And her name is Cipollini, which is a Cipollini. Italian word for yeah, a <laughs> little onion. She's very small. She just, she's always been the size of like a large kitten. She's never grown anyway. I thought she was very young, but she's apparently full grown. So you said Theo was young. How young are we talking? Because I'm also oh, a cat Theo. Dad. Theo's pretty older. He's he's um Theo's six, maybe seven. Uh, Cipollini is three or four, I think. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very no, I, I like them just posted up right there on the bed, man. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> do you ever have any like? Do you have? Is your studio in your room? Yeah. 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 Do you ever um, have any like? horror stories about cats jumping on the keys and deleting oh, a project file or like worse than that <laughs> i had a uh, cup of uh, cold brew coffee on my desk oh and, no um one of my and i think it was chip lee she jumped on the desk she spilled it and the way i have my computer i have like a stand like a desktop that's like attached to like a stand on the back side of my desk and so the cup spilled 
drained off the back of the desk onto the um, onto the desktop, which has a top vent. And so it just went straight down. I turned off everything oh, immediately. No. Got a blow dryer, dried off everything, turned it on, flawlessly worked, nothing. There was no With issue. coffee? It was cold brew coffee. Dude, yeah. how did it survive? I I I think it was a blessing. Luckily, not as much went down in the computers I suspected. I think a lot of it went on the backside of the motherboard and just luckily didn't short out anything. Okay. I, I don't know. I think my lucky stars in that one all the time. <laughs> yeah, so. I have um I have like a year and two week old cat. And uh, I can't bring them yeah. anywhere near all my productivity space. I, I tried. So I've been streaming on Twitch recently and I tried bringing my cat in here once and I turned around after leaving him for like two seconds and I had <laughs> wires everywhere. Yeah. So I get you yeah. on that. <laughs> so right, well, dude, all right, this is, this is a really cute thing about cats. Whenever they're trying to get up on your business, like you're doing something and they're trying to get on, like say you're on your laptop typing or something. If they're trying to uh, get on the keyboard, they're doing something which is mirroring and they're wanting to help you finish your task. That way you can pay them attention and play right. with them. Yeah. And so they think that they're helping you finish your task. So if you actually get a, uh, another laptop, like a broken laptop set next to you, they'll go up to that laptop and they won't mess with yours a lot of times. That's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah, dude, having cats is crazy. They just have such a weird personality about them. Yeah. Like, um, all right, man. Well, let's talk about uh, shows. We um, we have the first installment of the Soda Synergy show series happening on May 29th in yes. Columbia, and you're going to be performing as Young Earthy. What yes. are people to expect from the show? Oh, man. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I don't know until like the week of usually. And as far as like what, what music to do, but you know, it looks like it's a pretty cool, like outdoor location. Um, it's it, like, there's talking about, I'm doing a lot of really cool decorations for it and everything. And I don't have as much information about the show side of things, but, um, you know, with the young earthy project, I'm wanting to, I'm probably going to do like a lot of LA beats type stuff. So I don't know, wear some like nice clothes, like, uh, maybe a button up or I don't know, and then be ready to dance. And I'm just going to go for super danceable music. I'm not going to do like super trippy stuff or anything. I'm just wanting people to shake their butts. And <laughs> it's been, it's been way too long since anyone's been out dancing, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I think I feel like dancing is such a medicine, you know, shows where I dance at and not like, there'll be shows where I just stare at the screen the whole time. And I'm like, Ooh, that was cool. But sometimes it leaves me more exhausted. It feels like a beatdown. Then there's shows where I'm like, you know, shaking my butt the whole time. And that's the most fun I have. Yeah, I feel, man. You know, re-energized after it. I want to leave the venue sweaty and yeah. sore. <laughs> I want to have had a great time and I want to leave it all on the dance floor, man. I'm super yeah. about that. Um, yeah, no, the show's going to be phenomenal. There's so many crazy and, and cool things that are planned for it. So I'm really stoked for people to see uh, what we have in store for them. Um, yeah. but in addition to our show date, you were booked for a festival called Maypop. I want to talk about that yes. a little bit. It looks yeah. crazy. The lineup looks phenomenal. Are you stoked for it? And you're playing as, as cut rugs, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I think we negotiated two cut rug sets and a young earthy set. Um, I oh, threw wow. for, uh, yeah, I, uh, 
you know, I was, I wanted to get one of my friends, uh, Trinity Justice. She's the uh, vocalist. I've been working, one of the vocalists I've been working with a lot and doing like poppy stuff and super crazy liquid halftime drum and bass. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. Wait, um, that genre is what you labeled, um, Lion Witch as, and I was going to ask yeah. you why, I mean, is that more so like what you, that sound design just kind of like came to for you? Like, is that the way that you would describe it or is there a, yeah. an intention behind it? Yeah, I think, man, uh, it's so it's like an idea that I've heard some uh, artists just kind of hint at, like Alex Perez, I've heard him kind of hint at like Liquid Halftime, Ivy Lab is hinting at it, Oak is hint is doing it full out, um, well, he's doing more like hip hop, like actual like hip hop, but, but, um, and I think Halogenics, Halogenics has a song, uh, Her Waves VIP, and Her Waves was originally a Liquid drum and bass song. And then the VIP has literally just changed my whole idea on what genres I want to do for the moment. And, you know, he's directly inspired, that song directly inspired multiple projects I have in the works right now. And some of the ones I've been finishing recently and Lion Witch was one of those. So that's a, yeah, that's uh you know, just like, I feel like it's a drum and bass styled song, but it's just, half as slow and more like hip hop sounding drums word but if you yes. double like if you doubled the speed of it like in tractor or ableton or anything like if you double timed it it would sound like a drum and bass beat just really fast so word. it's kind of crazy yeah sorry i kind of <laughs> i kind of cut you off about may pop if you want to keep talking about it oh, we could we could take yeah. this out in post i'm just <laughs> i didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> completely but i was like damn i kind of forgot to ask about that i really wanted to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no worries um yeah maypop is gonna be pretty cool man uh doing two cut rug sets and a young earthy set and um i uh forgot how i got the connection for that they just hit me up um they just hit me up and said hey you want to play this and i was like yeah let's do it and um i'm supposed to be getting vaccinated i think um i need to reschedule because i missed my first time to get vaccinated so i'd have to reschedule and figure that out but uh what are you going for I don't know yet. I, you know, I, I haven't decided on things. I'm still hesitant. I'm still on the fence. Yeah, man. I'm trusting it, but it's, it's a touchy subject. It's sketchy, but I don't know what to believe. I have a weird feeling in my gut about it, but I want to trust the science. I think everybody feels that way. I mean, most people are just sitting there like, I'm just going to wait for like five years to pass. And then all the commercials are going to come on. If you or your yeah. loved ones taking the vaccine for COVID-19, you are entitled to financial compensation. It's yeah. just like, you know, you got to hope that it doesn't come, but you know. I know. Gosh, I hope. I hope that doesn't <laughs> come. I hope everyone's like, I hope it's just like, well, like nothing bad happened with that. Like it just, it was just worked. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole J&J &J thing's got everybody up in arms too. I mean, I that's know. scary. But, but if you think about it, mathematically speaking, out of the amount of people who got it, 0.08% of people had blood clots, I believe is what the number was. And that's such a small uh, fraction. But, you know, people just see it's like 10 deaths or something like that. And they're right. like, oh my gosh, it's terrifying. But yeah, that's that's the whole paying attention to the headline more so than the actual story kind of like situation. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. Maypop should be pretty awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's not, I think I'm not really familiar with a lot of the headliners. It seems like it's a mixture of jam bands and, um, and some like kind of bro stuff stuff and, and, uh, Juju beats and Kirby bright are both going to be on there. And those are two of my good friends. 
good friends and I'm happy to see them on there. Yeah, man, that's so cool. The vibes look like they're going to be great at that show. I just, I love that, that sort of atmosphere that that music, you know, makes for, for a, an event. But yeah. um, yeah, dude, the last question I really have for you, and this is just something that I've heard across the board. Um, I know you do a lot with undergrowth and mm-hmm. I just, you know, wanted to talk about the Asheville scene because everybody, every time that I talk about it with anybody, they only have good things to say. So I wanted to get your, your side of things on it. Yeah. We like the undergrowth and uh, Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. the scene in general, man. I, I just hear yeah. only good things, only positive reviews. Everybody loves it, man. So, uh, I, you know, tra- traveling and touring for the past few years, I've, uh, experienced a lot of places. And I think something that really sold me is I remember driving up here and maybe my car was just stinky or something, but, uh, I think <laughs> I was living in Charlotte at the time, but I remember opening up my window and being like, breathing the air and I was just like oh my gosh there's like so much oxygen in the air it's so clean it's like it's literally that quote like mountain air it's just mountain air and like I'm sure you know everyone you've heard everyone talk about it but until you truly experience it you don't know I remember doing that and being like wow it's incredible and then I kept playing my biggest shows ever up here and getting my big lucky my first few lucky breaks you know like opening up for the Whittler and the truth and stuff like that getting getting those bookings up here. And I was just like, man, it's incredible. The food was good. And the people just seemed different. There seemed to be a relaxed atmosphere and uh, a lot of factors just made me want to move up here. And then I did. And it is absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, and also a lot of the reason why I moved up here is because, uh, you know, the undergrowth had a lot of members up here and I wanted to be closer to, you know, the squad. <laughs> and, um, and I've been with the undergrowth, I think like, four years now maybe five years now um but um yeah i was just um approached by i was playing a festival with uh zeppelin and mercury uh, mercury wasn't playing zeppelin was playing but uh but mercury was with him and we just all started talking we became like instant friends and uh like instant friends and um you know they asked me to join the undergrowth and i did I joined very early on and um you know, I'm supposed to be releasing some music for the undergrowth. Um, it's kind of funny. We um, there's a lot of restructuring going on right now um, with undergrowth, and you know there might be. Uh, I don't know. It looks like it looks. Uh, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of new role allocations, and I think things are going to kind of tighten up, and we're going to kind of shoot for more uh, marketing along the lines of uh, of. I don't know something. I don't know. We're 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 doing a lot of organization and job allocations right now within the label. And Bobby, uh, who goes by Macaque, uh, Macaque, uh, he's um, awesome dubstep producer. He's um, starting to take on a lot of uh, the submission roles and listening. And then Zeppelin's doing a lot of that. And then um, Zach Dick is doing a lot of stuff with uh, the Undergrowth too. And yeah, it's it's really exciting, man. It's cool to cool to have friends that are interested in what you're in interested in you know yeah man i love that all right well um it's great having you on man this has been a pleasure um yeah man anybody listening be sure to check out cut rugs at cut rugs on instagram and twitter and at cut rugs on facebook bandcamp and soundcloud and uh definitely show up to the show on may 29th episode of synergy show um where he will be performing as young earthy yeah oh um I also, you know, I was 
I have um, some merch left over, and I was gonna give away a uh, pair of uh, the overalls. I have like yeah, a size small. I was gonna say, man, that was the one thing I forgot to ask about. Why <laughs> overalls, man? Why overalls, dude? I, I don't think so, I've ever seen overalls as a merch item. Well, that's why. I mean, that's a lot of the reason why. But also, there's a video of uh, one of my favorite artists performing. Uh, I think it's Lightning in a Bottle in California. Everyone's wearing these flame ass overalls. And, you know, California is always ahead of the curve. But I was like, you know what? Let's do some overalls. Like, they're about to be in. And, like, sure enough, like, it's funny. Like, I, I love fashion. I'm really into fashion. And uh, I'm seeing all these overalls being advertised and stuff like that. And, like, you know, it's one of those fashion trends. I think it's going to happen for a little while. And I haven't seen anyone else do it. And actually, I'm working on this. is really fun. I'm working on, like, dangly earrings right now. Trying to get that figured out. and like. I was going to do like, I want functioning scissors, like actual gold, like plated scissors, like 14 karat gold plated scissors. And I want them to actually work. And I want to have CR engraved on them. And I want them to be like a little dangly earring. So if you ever need That'd to like, so cool, <laughs> you know, cut up something like any paper or anything at a uh, festival, or if you need a little hair trim at a festival, you can just use your earring, you know, and it'll be expensive. It's, it's, it's already looking like it's going to be an extremely expensive venture, but I like, I want to make like, you know, stuff that no one else is making. Yeah. That'd be so tight, man. I would love that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, if you yeah. are listening and you want to stay up to date, uh, be sure to check us out at Soda Synergy um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, as well as player one promotions and the player one project on Instagram. Um, is there anything else do you have, have to, uh, to add? No, uh, thanks for having me on, man. Super grateful. Awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah Excited to see you at the uh, show. Yeah, dude, of course. I'm I'm so excited for the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, until then, be well, and we'll uh, see you in the next episode. Yep, see ya.